Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 140 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. Logan, how are you doing? I think I'm feeling the draft. You feel? I bet you are. <laughs> anyway. In more ways than one, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this is NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Panini America, of course. We got a great show for everybody. We're going to do racing recap. Had a few races there in Talladega. We're going to talk about NASCAR's release more names of the 75 greatest drivers, and we'll see how we're doing so far uh, last week. And then there's been some Optic 2022 Donruss Optic Yellow Cards sightings. Kind of our special segment is the 2000 Upper Deck Victory Circle Power Deck Cards. Little kind of set there where time forgot. So, but it's pretty cool. I got, uh, I'm sure you're going to like it. And then we'll finish the show with King's Court. And then somewhere in the show, we're going to have a a chance for a giveaway for some 2022 Donruss Optic Yellow Packs. So, you got to find it. Okay. Oh, shout outs. Yep. Especially like shout out Kyle Katz, Skid Marks, Justin Williams, Michael Haggard, and Beans Ball Card Blog for the YouTube comments. Reread them, so please leave them. We yes, appreciate we all the conversations in the comments. Some good, uh, good conversation there. So I guess we'll just go right to the race recap. All right, go for it, man. Talladega, Big T, Little A. Yes, no truck race at Talladega. They won't let them run in a Talladega. Next race is not till May. So we're talking Kansas Speedway, Heart of America 200. That's going to be May 6th at 8 p.m. So night race on Saturday in May, but we're still in April. So yeah, a little bit of news for the Kansas truck race. Yes. Tony Brodinger is going to make her truck series debut. And her sponsor is Val. Who is it? Victoria's Secret. You are correct. Ding, ding, ding. Not only that, she is a Victoria's Secret model as well. So this this will be interesting to me. We're going to have Tony Bridinger and Haley Deegan head to head. Is this going to light a fire under Haley Deegan? What do you think? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. What's the right word? We'll, we'll see how they finish. So I, I don't know how... Tony drives, but I haven't really seen her in anything yet. So I'm looking forward to that race. So yeah, me too. That's good. That's gonna it's gonna be on my watch list for sure. <laughs> I can't wait to see that one, especially the Victoria's Secret car. I wonder what they're gonna have on it <laughs> or off it. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it, it's it's awesome, you know, to have more more drivers there in the truck series. So yeah, it's, it's great. I don't know what you know this will do for car prices. I don't know if any, um, you know, folks are uh, have those cards already purchased up. You know, there might be an opportunity to maybe make some resales here or not, or pick some up. So we still have what two weeks, I guess, it is before that. So her cards are pretty high anyway, but they are, you know, high. And she hasn't even run any of these top three races yet, but she will. So, yep, can't wait. Yep, moving over to the Xfinity series. That was race number nine. And that was the AG Pro 300s. And that was Saturday, April 22nd at Talladega Super Speedway. 
Jeb Burton was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Parker Rezlev. Yeah, that was a heck of a race, man. We had cars doing cartwheels and tumbling and barrel, barrel rolling, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm glad to see nobody was hurt. That was that was kind of scary. Yes, we. I know we kind of gloss over some of that stuff. The cars safety have come so far over the years, and we got, we'll watch the video from the, the cup race. But you know, we take for granted these these accidents, and these guys uh, thankfully are able to walk away unhurt so but that yep. one you were saying that was a roll the barrel roll end over end it was just watching that was oh my goodness yeah that was blaine perkins in the o2 car man he, he just kept going over and over and over it's like man i hope nobody hits him you know while he's flipping like that but he was okay you know i think they took him they checked him out at the in care in care in, was it the infield care center and uh, he was fine, but they, for precautionary reasons, they sent him to the hospital in Birmingham. That, you know, that's awesome because you, you never know with that concussions or anything else, mm-hmm. what can go wrong. And at least if something does go wrong, at least, you know, for observation, he's in the um, medical center. So yeah. uh, as opposed to the other way where God forbid he's needing it. And we know where Talladega is. There's nothing around there between you got to go to Atlanta or Birmingham. So yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely Podunk, Alabama. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing there, dude. I mean, there's nothing. There. Well, just you know, throwing it out there, mm-hmm. I've been a few times, and where we usually stay with hotels is right there on the Georgia Alabama line. There's some hotels there, but you know, there's really nothing else. In, you know, even in Talladega, there's not much. No, have you ever been to the town of Talladega? It's just a little bitty town. It's south of the track. Uh, we stayed at a, a bed and breakfast there one time. Uh, just, but we met, that was a bad mistake because getting to the track was painful yeah. from there. Okay, Jeb Burton. Rookies are in 2012 fanfare. You know, I'm, I'm liking this 2000, 2012 fanfare because it's got Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton. So he has a base card in fanfare card number 64. Only a few different parallels back then with the hollow foil, die cuts, sapphire, silver, blue foil, and diamond. And then you have magnificent materials, uh, two versions of those. And then you have autographs, different parallels, blue, red, gold, silver. And then there's a dual autograph, which is probably really, not probably, is really cool with Ward Burton and Jim Burton. Only serial number to 10. Cool. And that's it. That ain't nothing, man. I mean, not, not compared to today. <laughs> no, and only in 2012 fanfare. So, yeah. So that was his first Xfinity win? No, he. I think he won, he's won before. Okay. It's been a while then. <laughs> it has been a while. And then our highest finishing rookie, Parker Redsliff, he doesn't have any cards. So that's it for the car recap for them. Next race, race number 10 is going to be a game 200 Dover motor speedway Saturday, April 29th at 1 30 PM. That'd be nice. Yes. Moving over to the cup series. That was race number 10. And that was the Geico 500. That was Sunday, April 23rd at Tala super speedway. Our winner was Kyle Bush. Highest finish rookie was Ty Gibbs at position 31. 
Yeah, he ran out of gas on that last, that second overtime restart. I mean, as soon as he was going into turn one, we, we saw it. In fact, we were there. Yeah, and, and we, I think Noah finished right like, behind him. So, yep, it was a it was a great race. A couple of takeaways that I had from the race is uh, I was glad to see the diversity of the fans. That's uh, the, awesome. The fan diversity was more than I've ever seen it any at any time since I've been going to Talladega, and I've been going to Talladega since 1986, back when you could go there in in the summertime and the inside of your ears get sunburned. It's so hot. And it was absolutely miserable. But literally, the race was was the literally the coolest I've ever been at Talladega. It was in the 60s, and it was it was a great race. We enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, we were happy to see the winner, which you'll talk about here in a second. Uh, it was it was it was a fun time. It was a day trip. We left at like five o'clock in the morning and got back at like midnight. <laughs> so now we'll we'll uh, show the video that. That was probably one of the worst accidents I've ever seen or the hardest hits. I've never seen a car with the damage like this, I guess, since maybe Daytona and Ryan Newman or whatever. But uh, let me uh, play some of this bean footage here. <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't have mattered if he throttled up or didn't right. throttle up. That contact was going to happen anyway. It just, that just was a bad scenario. Well, don't forget. Oh, I told you that was a hard hit. So right there with Ryan Priest, he's hit so hard it knocks his visor up. Sure did. That was, that was a hard hit. And luckily for Kyle Larson, it was on the passenger side. And not the driver's side. I think if he'd gotten T-boned on the driver's side, he could have had some serious injuries. Because uh, oh. I think it was Clint Boyer was pointing out the roll bar, how it kind of was, looked like a bent and twisted inside the car. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I think I think they still have a little bit of work to do on these cars. I think they're still a little too stiff. They need to, to, to put more give into these cars to where they can absorb more energy. Because that, you know, that was just, that was one of the hardest hits I have seen in a long, long time. It was, I'm just glad everybody was okay. Yeah, you could have had a whole other outcome. So hopefully, if NASCAR does a great job, they'll take those cars and kind of break them down and see where they can make, you know, advancement to make them even more safe. Yeah, you know that they, they took Kyle Larson's car straight from the track, and then they went over to uh Stuart Haas racing and picked up Ryan Priest's car Monday. And from what I understand, what I heard on uh NASCAR Sirius XM NASCAR radio, they said that they're hire NASCAR is hiring an independent firm to see to recreate that crash and see you know what they can do, what can be done to you know make it safer. So you know it's it was that serious of a crash. Yeah for for us you know watch these Every week, I, like I said, I haven't seen anything like that. Mm -mm. Two cars colliding like that and the amount of damage to the sidewalls of the car. So, Yeah. Uh, moving on. So Kyle Busch was our winner, and we've talked about him before. His rookies are in 2004 for the more traditional. The one on the left is that 2002 Choice Marketing Rising Stars. I think that was a track 
the local tracks, you know, being sold, whatever, but not through Press Pass or anybody else. It wasn't until 2004, and he was pretty much included in all the Press Pass sets with yeah. the the base Press Pass card number 38, and there's also a variation on that where behind him is green, it's the infield. There's also autographs. There's top prospect memorabilia. There's also 2004 Optima. He has cards there. Also in 2004 Press Pass Stealth and Trackside High Gear. And then there's the parallels for each of those. And then in Trackside, there's also like Beckett samples and Golden that are numbered out of 100. There's Stealth. There's X-Ray is numbered out of 100. Optima gold at numbered out of 100 so a lot of cool cards for kyle bush in 2004 numbered and unnumbered parallels so lots to collect and you're talking about a future hall of famer one of the 75 greatest drivers of all time yep yeah he's definitely definitely a future hall of famer two-time cup champion he's won so many truck races so many xfinity races that there's he'll be a first ballot hall of famer for sure no doubt yeah i'd probably say he's probably one of the top 10 top 15 drivers of all time in nascar Oh, he's definitely a top 10. And then highest finishing rookie at position 31 was Ty Gibbs. We, TFG. We talked be. about, yeah, 2020 Panini Chronicles, all the different sets in there with Crusade, Phoenix, Score, Spectra. And then in 2020 Panini Prism, only scripted signatures in that release. Uh, that's it with Ty Gibbs. Yeah, we talk about him every week. I mean, even even when he ran out of gas, he still beat Noah Gregson. But Gregson <laughs> was doing good until that that first overtime restart. And oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, that's I, when everything I, went crazy. I, I saw some of that. Now the only thing, and and I don't know necessarily to air it here or to ask you is that that accident at the end of that race, they didn't freeze the the field with the yellow, which I don't understand. They like let him come in for the checkered flag. Well, they 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 did freeze the field, <clears throat> Val. They, okay. but there you know we were there at the track and they were talking about you know was was Ryan Blaney out front or was Kyle Busch out front? Which you know we were watching it. We knew Kyle Busch was out front when that happened, and of course there was that you know a couple moments of uncertainty, and then all of a sudden they announced Kyle Busch is your winner before he even. Took took the checkered flag. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think on the TV they were just kind of they didn't say anything and they just kind of let it go to the to the flag. So yeah, luckily Kyle Bush had enough gas to get to the checkered flag. That that's what they were worried about. Was he going to? Oh, have maybe gas? that's okay. But it wouldn't matter if they froze the froze the field, I guess. But no, it still matters. You ha- you still have to cross. You still have to cross the start finish line. Okay, maybe that's why then. That you still have to do that. I mean, ask Mark Martin. He knows all about that. Okay. So <laughs> next race, race number eleven. That's the worth four hundred. That's gonna be at Dover Motor Speedway, Sunday, April thirtieth at two p.m. Stages for that race: end of lap one twenty, end of lap two fifty, and end of lap four hundred. So I got a couple little nuggets from Talladega as far as uh, things that went on. Sure. It was Kevin Harvick's eight hundredth start in cup and only nine drivers have only had 800 starts in cup. So that's, that's a pretty elite group. I think most of them are in the hall of fame. 
Richard Petty is the only driver to win in his 800 start, of course. And I've got my, my Richard Petty shirt, as you can see, I got at Talladega. But there were also at Talladega, there were 308 green flag passes for the lead, which is a new record. So you can't tell me that it wasn't exciting because we were there and it was very exciting. Even though they were doing some some two by two a, a good bit of the time, it was still very exciting race. And Michael Jordan was there. So that was pretty cool too. That was the other part there. Was Bubba Wallace was was leading some of that too. And getting turned there. Just yeah, we can talk probably for an hour about that. But yeah, so. that's what happens when you block. Yeah, because he 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 went down, he went back up, and Blaney just barely touched him. Yeah, he was because we were watching when they were going into turn two, um, from where we were sitting. We saw that, and we saw Bubba just going up and down, trying to block, 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 and it, it, it'll catch up with you. And and we all know that Brad Kay he doesn't like that. He, he's gonna he's gonna run you over. So, but but it wasn't Brad Kay, of course. But you know, I don't know that I don't think Blaney did anything on purpose. It's just a, a you know, well. They were they were talking about it like, you know, <clears throat> they're all going to the win right for that mm-hmm. point, right? And that so kind of all bets off. It wasn't there was no malice on anybody. Everybody just trying to win. So yep, <laughs> the the laws of physics. You can't put uh, two cars in that same place. So and if if you don't try, you never gonna, nobody's going to give you a win. So every no. all those guys up front are all are trying. So. Moving over to Formula One, there was no race, but they are racing this week at the Azerbaijani Grand Prix, and that's going to be Sunday, April 30th at 7 a.m., and that's the Baku City Circuit. Moving over to IndyCar, they were also off. Their next race is Sunday, April 30th at 3 p.m. That's the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Let's see, we got a little preview here. Racing Barber Motorsports Park in an Indy car. It's kind of like a roller coaster. Sudden drops, hairpin turns, flat out straights, pushing 180 miles per hour for 90 laps. So, yeah, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Except the other cars on the track are looking to send you off the rails. Experience the NTT IndyCar Series this Sunday with the Children's of Alabama Indy Grand Prix at 3 p.m. Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. That's yeah, going to be a great race. Yeah, I'm hoping Chip Canassi will be giving us more packs. Why we'll see. Yeah, let's hope so. I think so that's why, Ed. I was going to say, you know, that Barber Motorsports Park. That's just that's. I think it's kind of north of Birmingham. It's you know, it's of course it's not far from Talladega, of course. Gotcha. So cool. Yep. Uh, so that's the race recap. There. You want to talk about NASCAR 75 Greatest Drivers? They have yeah, we, released yeah, more. We talk about them real quick. Uh, so how are we week, doing so far? We did good this week. <laughs> we we were we were batting a thousand. They uh, on the twentieth they announced Denny Hamlin. Twenty first was Chase Elliott. Twenty fourth Carl Edwards, which we had heard rumors that he had told NASCAR he did not want to be part of the seventy five greatest drivers. But apparently those rumors were false. So I'm glad he's in there because I love Carl Edwards. You know we all know how he got. In my opinion, he got shafted out of the championship just to give Jimmy his seventh championship. And then on uh, the 25th, we had Ron Hornaday. And the 26th, we have Jeff Burton, the mayor of the of the, the garage area. Yep. I'm looking forward to the rest of them to find out who from our list didn't make it and who NASCAR chose or the, the blue ribbon panel chose that we didn't choose. So Blue ribbon panel. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
So more of the more of those to be revealed. Yeah, but we're happy with all these, and they were on our list, so that's good. Yep. Yellow Optic 2022 Donruss Optic. Our next segment here. We've been following this, I guess, since last August. Joe Logano had a little video back in August of getting some packs from Panini. You know, we've talked about these packs before where these were kind of a mistake and Panini had them, had the printer, I guess, contacted contact them. They had the wrong color. Panini had them pack them up. And so they released, they being Panini, I guess they gave it out to the dealers or whatever at Mint Collective in Las Vegas. So they've been hitting the second market and special shout out to Jeff at Panini for getting uh, some to us so we can give some away. So we're, we're super excited to be able to do that over the next few weeks here. And uh, we'll be doing giveaway here on the show just for folks that are watching, not necessarily through social media. We'll do social media, I guess, next week, whatever. But just for the folks to, who watch the show each week, get you guys a, a shot before everybody else. So four cards in the packs. Yep. And in just silver packs, of course. All no inserts, no autos. It's just the base hundred card optic set. So we have a you know another parallel for everybody kind of the chase. So they're all available in the packs. Yeah, and, and something we've noticed about the packs, we the ones we've opened up so far, the collation is very good. Um if you get enough packs, you should be able to make a set. Um uh, it's it's that good. It's not like some of the things we've seen like in Chronicles where you get, you know, you open a few boxes, you get 20 of one guy and you get zero of somebody else. It's not like that. These are very well collated. Yeah. So four cards a pack, hundred cards. So 25 optic packs should do it if you get the right 25. Yep. So like I said, it's very doable to get a set. I've, I've been seeing some of the prices online. Some of them, it, it varies. You see them from a few dollars to, you know, 10, 12, $15 or, or even, even more. It just depends on who it is. Yeah. I think, you know, the bigger drivers, folks who are highly collected, you know, Chase Elliott and Kyle Bush and those that they have the, I guess the regular card. And then they have the retro card in that hundred card set. There's a few rated rookies. And then you have the, what are the race Kings? Yeah. You have the race Kings, which, which I really like. Of course, here, here's, here's one of the King. Right here, I, they it's it looks so good with that yellow, you know, it, it pops does. out of the background. The race, the race kings, I did, I think, look really sharp. Yeah, that's my favorite subset within the set is the race kings. So yeah, those are really nice. It's I think it's card one through ten. And there's only like five rated rookies in there. I wish they had done more, but <laughs> and it would have been nice if they had Sammy Smith in here, but he's not in the rated rookies in in the optic pulsar i've seen them call all kinds of things the yellow gold optic pulsar blah 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 people really can't grasp because i and i don't know either what to what to call them right so the gold it kind of looks like the the gold card which are numbered out of 10 right so that's what makes the distinction between these because these are not numbered but you have the what is it the the orange and is it blue or is it no? Is it or is it green? I'm sorry. The, the green is blue. the blaster exclusive. Yeah, and that's so the, that's the ones that these were supposed to be printed for. These were supposed to be the green blaster ones. And that's right. when they screwed up. 
Yes. So it's it's cool, but I don't know if Beckett has officially recognized them yet or not. So it might take a little bit of time for this to get in the price guide and stuff like that. So we have no idea what the print run is. I don't know how many of these cases Panini has, which, you know, if you watch the Joey Logano video, <laughs> there must have been, I don't know, there's going to be hundreds of packs in there. Oh, yeah, probably a thousand packs I bet he had in there. Yeah. And then... I don't know what Panini had at Vegas and how many are left or how many cases are left. So, but it's a really cool, neat little collectible, I should say, for the driver collectors or set collectors. So, well, you know, we're old school, we're set guys. You know, that's what we want to do is make a set. Definitely. So, I guess it was a good time as any to put our little giveaway here. So, so if you will on Twitter, Use the hashtag, the 23 in 23. And if you'll tag NASCAR Radio and Panini America, then we will select one random person from the hashtag and announce it next week. And it'll be five packs of silver foil packs of yellow optic. That could be a Christmas song. Silver foil. Yeah. Silver I think we actually uh, worked on that at one of the national was silver packs instead of Soon silver bells. It will be opening day. There you go. <laughs> so again, uh, kind of a play on the 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 twenty two and twenty two. I figured uh, the hashtag the twenty three and twenty three, which you know nobody should be using. So only you, know, you know about it. So and if you spread it around. The more people in the in the pool to be selected. So, all right. <laughs> I'm mocking you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, anyway, we appreciate everybody watching the show, all the folks week after week. So, yes, we yeah. do. We again, we, we say it every week, I think, but we love you guys. Really, we really, really do. We yeah, and and thanks to Panini for, you know, allowing us to even help spread NASCAR trading cards and uh the joy of collecting so yep all right speaking of joy of collecting let's move over to our next segment here the 2000 upper deck victory circle power deck so for folks who don't know you know upper deck made cards from i think it was 1995 to 2000 they had different you know brands and in 2000 upper deck victory circle one of the inserts was a power deck and you know for us old folks cd roms well before cd roms were floppy drives but uh well the punch cards before that but i digress <laughs> <laughs> but for the folks in the 90s cd roms were were the thing and upper deck tried something different and these were inserted uh, one per box. Uh, pd1 through four were one per box there's 24 packs to a box and then card number five and six, the PD4, I mean, PD5 and PD6. And those were seeded one per 287 pa uh, packs, which is basically one in 11 point something boxes. Those are a little harder to get. Yeah. You know, and Upper Deck was trying to be high tech, which, you know, I, I applaud them for that. It was pretty cool. You know, I never, I don't think I ever bought enough of those Victory Circle packs to get one of those i never did really i don't think i ever pulled a cd out of out of those packs so i think they were in the 98 or 99 
maybe it was 99, but it was actually a card, and I think it had plastic on the back. I think it is Rusty Wallace, but it wasn't a real, like, official CD-ROM. So I've got a few of them, and I'll, I'll play them, but you can see I had a Jeff Gordon, but it didn't survive the trip through the envelope. It U was a USPS fail. Yeah, it was, um, what is that? The You know, the envelope that they send through eBay so that you don't have to pay. the. It's only 99 cents or whatever for shipping. So instead of putting in a, a bubble mail or whatever it was, or so that's kind of what the, the back looks like. But for, well, for your techies anyway, <laughs> it uses, I think it was QuickTime. So through the miracle of computers, I have some of the videos that we can watch. So we're going to start with Rusty. I've got Rusty, Earnhardt Jr., and Earnhardt. So it's really cool to see these videos that were available on these CD-ROMs when, when you put those in your computer. The CDs guys back in 2000. So here we go. I'm Rusty Wallace. Welcome to Upper Deck Power Deck. Probably the biggest accomplishment in my racing career has been the 1989 Winston Cup Championship year when I won that. Back in 1986 was my first victory. Then after that, uh, the next big accomplishment probably was uh, winning the championship. But right now I'm at 49 wins. I've won a championship. I've uh, been voted Motorsports Hall of Fame Driver of the Year twice. Won an IROC Championship and the ASA Championship. So there's a lot of neat things I've done in my career and I'm real proud of, but that 1989 Winston Cup Championship is something I like the most. This makes you feel really good when you take the lead uh, past the car who's leading the race. You take the lead and you're leading those laps and it's really, a, it's a night race. Uh, you're going into turn one or turn three and you just see a whole sea of cameras flashing. Uh, they know it was an exciting moment. They wanted to capture it on uh, camera and it, it, it definitely is an adrenaline rush. So what do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, you you could tell the quality of the video is so much different than it is today. Uh, and I hadn't even heard the word QuickTime. <laughs> I guess it's two thousand. <laughs> it's been a while. So so here is Dale Earnhardt Jr. from two thousand, who I guess was getting ready to make his Cup debut to to do it. So I'm Dale Earnhardt Jr. Welcome to Upper Deck Power Deck. I've watched my father probably for about 15 years, real close, watching him on the track and off the track and just watching him handle things and watching him drive his car and how he drove it. So I have access to, to some of his thoughts about things that's going on in his life and that's just a, it's a huge advantage and, and been, a, been a great asset to me. The fans dictate uh, how I drive. I don't know about other race car drivers, but the fans have a lot to do with the way I perform on the racetrack and even how I handle everyday life. When when we qualify, I try to listen as hard as I can. Where we normally shut the motor off right as we cross the finish line, and uh, I try to listen as close as I can to see what, what, whether we get a good crowd response. Because if they're cheering, normally we've done well. So there's a young Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh my gosh, he's so young. He's and he's not polished at all. You can just tell. I am Dale Earnhardt Jr. and racing has been very, very good to me. <laughs> I, like I said, this is this is so awesome. It's like a little time capsule. It is. You know, you don't get that from, you know, a, a physical card. You know, which is just you know the, the image, but. 
these power decks are, are really cool. So I saved Earnhardt because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I was hoping to have the Jeff Gordon, but of course it was damaged in the mail. So I didn't, didn't have that or the other few, but I did want to show this, but the last one is Dale Earnhardt senior and watching it, you know, I, maybe I should play it first before we, we or talk about it, but it's just really cool to see Dale Earnhardt in his own words. So let, let me play that and I'll get your thoughts. And, you know, everybody else, uh, you know, can leave in the comments. But uh, here we go. The PD1 Power Deck 1 card of Dale Earnhardt Sr. from 2000 Victory Circle. Hi, I'm Dale Earnhardt. Welcome to Upper Deck Power Deck. I'm looking forward to racing against Dale Jr. in, in, in the year 2000. Sharing with him things about the track. Hopefully my experience will help him move up quicker than uh, most. Uh, he can, uh, you know, grasp the Western Cup series and then hopefully win right off. The fans are a big part of uh, NASCAR and, and our racing. When you're coming down the, to the win and, and you beat someone out and you do win the race, you, you know the fans are there. I think the most challenging tracks are the aggressive tracks like Darlington, uh, Bristol. Uh, those, those tracks where it really takes a lot of concentration. I think I like them all. I think I enjoy racing them all. I don't have a, a bad track. Uh, I think Daytona is my favorite track. Started out in the early years probably more aggressive than I am now, and I'm more calculated now than I was uh, in the early years. But uh, as far as eagerness uh, to get in there and get with it is, is still the same. I almost want to cry. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty good. He did he did a good job with his. Course he's he's been around, you know, he was around forever. You know, little did we know a year later we we're gonna lose him. Right. And and there at the end, the, you know, his favorite track is Daytona. And oh, yeah. Uh, and talking about some of the harder ones, Darlington and Bristol. So it, it's just awesome. Like I said, when I watched that the first time, I thought that was really, really cool and wanted to make sure, you know, to share that with everybody. Again, you know, it what we do here, you know, try to breathe some life back into some of these other sets they're not very expensive but you know they're really fun to collect the, the power deck just kind of was really cool because it's you know video as well so it, it is very cool and did you know psa does grade those okay awesome there there's they've only graded one there's one in in the pop report and it's tony stewart and it's a psa 10 gotcha i don't know how they grade that i, I don't know i guess this would get a one a one or <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know, again, and, and we've talked prior to today's show. But you were saying like your computer doesn't even have a CD-ROM. No, my computer does not have a CD-ROM at all. I, in fact, I can't even remember the last time I used a CD in my computer. It's been that long because now I can get on the internet and get anything I want, and I don't have to do anything like that anymore. Yeah, so these, they're kind of outdated, but you know, it was there's some hidden gems out there. The, yeah, they are. And it's a cool little set, you know. Like I said, it's only six CDs, and they're they're the of course they fit in a pack of cards, so you know they're they're only two and a half inches wide, right? You know, so yeah, but, you know they're balanced. Order. You know, you, you look at them, you go, wow, that's that's kind of weird. But but the way the computer reads the CDs is from the inside out anyway, so it's perfect, you know, for them to put those short videos on there. They can make it smaller and do it like that. So it worked out really good. And I think they're neat, you know, and like Val said, they're not expensive. They're very, very, very reasonably priced. You know, it's a one minute video here. So I'm hoping I can grab or be able to find the last three 
eventually and then also post those videos. So I will put those videos out on the NASCAR radio YouTube channel, each individually, so they can live on. Uh, so if you don't have a CD-ROM. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So that you can go at a later time and, and watch those or whatever and, and maybe rewatch them and get more out of them watching because like Dale, uh, I don't know, senior, if you caught that, I watched it a few times, but he was talking about, you know, he's excited that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be racing and wins the cup. And then he's hoping that he could catch on faster with his help, you know, to get, bring him up to speed uh, in Winston's cup. So. Yeah, that was, I thought that was, that's pretty insightful. And, you know, in junior, you know, he, he apparently did watch and learn from his dad because he, he was a great junior's a great super speedway racer as well. Yeah, and just seeing that video, because there's not a lot of video I could find of Earnhardt Sr. out there, so. Well, not that we could use. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, but that's all I had for the 2000 Upper Deck Victory Circle Power Decks, so. Yeah, it's a great set. I I, I, I bought a few on eBay, so, but the, those last two are going to be a little bit tougher to find, five and six. Stewart and the Gordon. And the other Earnhardt Jr., yeah. So. yeah. All right, anything, other news, tidbits, before we go to King's Yeah, Court? one more thing in, in, that's newsworthy is Alex Bowman was in West Burlington, Iowa, in a sprint car race, and apparently he had a wreck, and he's injured himself. I think he's injured his vertebrae in his back. He's going to be out at least three to four weeks. Guess what? Guess who's coming back? Dun dun dun. Who is it? Josh, Josh Berry. Barry. <laughs> so we're we're gonna get to see more Josh Berry. And again, we talked about Josh before. He deserves a cup ride, in my opinion. He is a great racer, and I think he would do very very well if he was in a in a situation where he had a stable ride every week in cup. Yeah, I think we've been talking about him like what the last was it two, three years? You know, he had a short schedule and you know, or had a you know, just a few rides. He showed how good he was, then he got a full time ride. Now he's showing it in cup. So mm-hmm. you know, he's going through the hard knocks there and excelling at these levels. So I'm I'm happy for him and he's been doing really well. So Yeah, I hate it for Alex Bowman, but I'm I'm happy for Josh Berry. Well, I mean, Josh Berry didn't push him down or down the flight of stairs or nothing. So, I mean, you know, Alex Bowman, thing, things happen at, you know, with Chase Elliott and, you know, some of these younger guys, you know, ra- racing, you know, is still guys can get hurt. Right. So mm-hmm. this is not like LeBron James or something. And, you know, he pulls a hammy or something. You know, these guys are out racing vehicles and other stuff and, and accidents do happen. And, you know, these guys get hurt. So, you know, unfortunately, it's bad for Bowen, but, you know, Josh Berry can, luckily, you know, for Hendrick, they have a driver like that on standby. So, yeah, that can race. Yeah. So, I guess this year we're going to see a lot of weird stuff again, like with owner points versus driver points and who can get in the chase and all this weird stuff. We'll see what happens, how it all shakes out. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I think, uh, it's, mu- I think it's music time. All right. So let's, let's cue the music. Do it. All right, welcome to this week's King's Court. 
we're going to start out with an honorable mention here. Uh, and it's not the kind of mention I think you want. This was on the 21st of April. It's a Dale Earnhardt 1989 Max Racing Card autographed by Dale Earnhardt. Or maybe not. In my opinion, if you look at this autograph, this autograph is not real. It, it, I've, I've never seen an autograph look like that. Uh, there's, there's nothing right about it. The E is not right. The D is not right. The way he does the little swish at the end and comes back, none of that's right. Uh, the H is not right. There's just nothing right with this autograph. The reason I wanted to mention this is the seller was asking $599 for this card. They accepted a best offer of $509. So, Val, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with what I said? Yes. Uh, in my opinion, I, this, you know, Dale Earnhardt Sr. has a few different types of autographs that PSI, PSA recognizes or that, you know, over the call, course of his career, the way he signed. This is one that I'm not familiar with. Usually, if I'm going to buy a Dale Earnhardt Sr. auto, it's either authenticated or it falls in line with the examples that I have. And I think I've talked to other folks where, you know, grab some PSA graded examples or authenticated autographs and kind of put them on the computer. And, you know, when you see them, the pull them up and look at them. Or if you're even looking at spending $500, that PSA has the quick option. You know, Logan reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. I think it's, is it 20 bucks or something like that? It's very cheap. The quick opinion on PSA. If you're going to spend, you know, this kind of money on an autograph, uh, at the very least, you know, get a quick opinion and, and also do your homework. Because I think, I think anybody could tell that, you know, in our opinion, this is not not a, a legitimate autograph. You know, maybe we're wrong. You know, maybe we'll see this thing in a PSA holder and maybe it's authentic. But I, I, I honestly think that in my opinion, no way that this is uh, even because it doesn't look hurried. For one thing, I could see it. I could see a, a strange looking autograph if it was hurried up. But you can tell that. He used his time, or whoever did, used their time with that marker. It's nice and dark. It's nice and bold. It's not like it, it's not streaky because, and, and then you even look at that A or whatever it is in the Dale, it's like cut off or something. It's, it's weird. The whole thing just, just, just looks very strange to me. What looks strange is that at the tail end there with the extra loop back as well as the E, but yeah, it, usually if, they don't look right. Like I said, either go for a second opinion or, you know, walk away. If you're going to spend that kind of money, you definitely, I mean, you can buy, granted, this is an 89, so I can see it having some more value, but it's even more important that it's either certified or a quick opinion or something or, or looks more like a normal signature. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of protect yourself. So, yeah, I don't know what kind of return policy. And sometimes that's really tough because, you know, if you're going to send it to PSA or, or Beckett or whatever, it takes you that lag time to get it there back. And if it doesn't come back authentic, then you might, your window might be closed for doing a return or something. That's if very they true. do offer a return. So, 
that's that's the other one that's it's tough on eBay and stuff. So yeah, I guarantee it'll pass, you know, third party authentication, but you know, I won't give you 30 days or 15 days to return it. Yeah, but but in my opinion, this is this is not a legit autograph. I yeah, I would have passed on that. I would I, that would have been a hard pass for me. And when I saw this when I was looking through my eBay listings, I'm like, well, even before the show, Val and I talked about it. And we we I mean I didn't even say anything to Val and, and he had the same opinion that I have that, you know, and we've seen, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of his autograph and we, we know what to look for. And this is, this is just not it. So basically what we're trying to do here is do some education, uh, give you some tips on, you know, if you're going to spend this kind of money, either already buy it authenticated or get a quick opinion or, you know, do some comparison, do your homework before you just go out and buy something like this. All right. So with that being said, let's uh, head to our Joker of the Week. This was on the 20th of April. So Junior Johnson and Hut Strickland signed McDonald's uncut NASCAR card sheet rare. They were asking $249 for this thing. They accepted the best offer of $100. I think that's okay. Uh, it's an uncut sheet. You know, the thing I, the problem I have with uncut sheets is they're so hard to display and take care of and they can get messed up so easily. But this is already I framed. Pretty, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's got the junior Johnson signature on it. It's got Hutt Strickland on there. You know, that was a special set that they issued at McDonald's, but I thought it was pretty cool. It's unusual. It's different. It's odd because I've never seen an uncut sheet of that. And you look how they did that Val. They got half of the fronts and half of the backs. And if you flip it over, it's the same way. Right. So kind of, kind of strange how they printed them like that, but it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's a nice little conversation piece. It's a nice display piece. So I, I, I like it. I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. Very nice. All right. So next up, Jack of the week, our young driver. This was the 26th of April. <laughs> Here we go again. We, we seem to see, have him a lot. The 2022 Topps Chrome F1 Logan Sargent Orange rookie with his scribble scribble is out of 25. <laughs> the seller was asking $1,699.99 for this thing. They settled on a best offer of $850. Oh, wow. Which is, which is still, I think, a little high. Yeah. Uh, he's unproven, but you know that's the chance you take. Um, it's still a cool card. I mean, uh, anybody with the name of Logan, in my opinion, is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like the card. I really do. Uh, I wish he had a better autograph. But it's still it's still a nice looking card. It looks like it would, would grade pretty well. Um, I don't know that it would get a 10. I would probably put a 9 on that one. But it's it's pretty neat. So, yeah, like I said, what do you, what do you think, Val? Yeah, no, I, I think it's, you know, again, F1 is not my space to prospect. So, no, you know, eight, nine, eight, $900 for, you know, auto out of 25, and, you know, for driver in a lower level team, I, I'm, I'm not sure about. But, you know, there could be some diehard Logan fans out there. So, yeah, could be. But, you know, I have to I, I look at it this way. I have to weigh, okay. 850 versus for for that autograph versus 850 for a really nice rare Dale Earnhardt senior autograph. I'm going to go with Dale Earnhardt senior every time. I mean, he's a proven quantity. 
you're not going to lose any money on that. Uh, it's only going to go up. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. But this is still a cool card. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I like the orange and the, the background and stuff, that stripe behind his shoulder. Yeah, it's, it's a, a nice-looking card. Like I said, um, you know, it's kind of out of my price range. But uh, I can understand, you know, where the buyer is coming from. So, uh, yep. you know, good good luck with that. But it's a, a good-looking card and, um, you know, pretty impressive with this economy. So, yeah, no doubt. All right. So let's move on to our Queen of the Week. This was also on the 26th of April. And we were just talking about her. 2022 Prism. NASCAR Gold, Victoria's Secret model, Tony Bradinger. It's autographed. It's out of it's uh out of 10. It's a gold. And not only that, it's a PSA 10. They were asking $899.99 for this. They settled for a best offer of $650. Wow. Tony Bradinger. Wow. Who's making you know a truck start here uh next week or whatever? Yeah. I mean, that's wow. a really cool card. I like that card a lot. Um, is it worth six fifty? Mm, probably not to me, but I'm sure there's a collector out there who may have the one-on-one and needs the rainbow, and there you go. Yeah, if she wins that race next week, we'll see. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to know, I, I think I'll, I'll predict it now. I predict she will finish ahead of Haley Deegan. Whoa, okay. I'm going out on a limb, but I'm it's it, it's not a very sturdy limb, but I'm going out on that limb. But yeah, um, that's a cool card. I like I like it. It's 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 a nice looking card, and it's it's very well centered. I think. Well, of course, it's a ten, <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's a nice card. So congrats to whoever got it. Yeah, very very cool. And she doesn't have a scribble scribble autograph either. No, you can read that. So sure can. Tony B. All right. All right. So next up, our king of the week. Man, this is one we're gonna probably be talking about here for a few minutes. This was on the 23rd of April. It's 1983. Uno, Dale Earnhardt rookie, SGC 8.5. And this card went out for bidding. And it ended up. At three thousand two hundred and four dollars and thirty three cents, with nineteen bids. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Val. Yes, Logan. What would a PS just a PSA eight point five go for? You think? Uh, At least the same. Yeah, I, I would Probably think a little so. Bit more. Now, here's the big question. And we didn't talk about this before before the show. A PSA 10. Judging from this, what do you think? I don't even. <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I I was thinking like a you know what a nine would go for, what a ten would go for. I I don't I don't know. They're so. I don't think people realize how tough they are. Well, I guess you know 19 people do. Um, I don't know five, six. I you know we I get I would have thought that before this, so I don't know if it's if it's creeped up more than that. We just don't see them. They are in collections, and nobody <laughs> nobody wants to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So 
that you know that tells you something there. The market is definitely not flooded with these. There's not a lot of them to begin with, but um, it's just amazing that you know these are now at this price. You know, because we know you know years ago what they were going for. So you know, uh, fifty seventy five bucks. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, my, what I'm thinking, if this card in a PS, if it's this price in a SGC 8.5, a PSA 10 has got to be six, 7,000, maybe even north of that for a PSA 10. Would be yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'd love to see, you know, some of them come out to market. Uh, like I said before this, I would have said, you know, maybe five or six. So maybe it moves it to six to seven for a PSA 10. Yep. But it, that's a heck of a card. Like you said, Val, people don't realize how rare they are. And then with that, that Uno black on the back, that gets scuffed real easy. It's, it's really easy for that thing to have some surface wear. So getting PSA 10s is not easy. Yeah. I, I've had some of those and then they all have come back nines where I think, you know, they, they put that black light on that, on that back and that will show all the scratches. So sure will, you know, getting a, a to your point of 10 is pretty tough because of that. So even, you know, when they were in the sheets, you know, they're, they're sliding them across or when they get cut up and then, you know, if they put in the sets or whatever it was, just the, those scratches that, you know, you can't see with the naked eye. So, but yeah, black so, light can't hide it from the black light. No, you can't. So, congrats to whoever got this. Yes. I think, I think you know, in today's climate, that's probably not a bad price for that card. Uh, it may be a tad high, maybe, but still, I think it's it's a good deal for whoever got it. I don't think you're going to lose on it. So, congratulations to whoever bought that card. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I would say I think if. And this, I don't know if it'll come out right. I think if they these were more plentiful, this would be a Grail card. But it's not a Grail card because they're scarce, you know, compared to the 88 Max and stuff like that, that they're well known. But it's, I don't know, I was trying to think of like in baseball, some of these, you know, really great cards that are tough, but they wouldn't be a Grail card because they just, you know. They're hard. They're hard. They're hard to, to yeah. So, so would would you think it's a glamour card though, a NASCAR glamour card? You know, it's probably one of the I would think so top five all time. Yep. You know, behind the seventy two STP Petty, uh, maybe the seventy two STP Allison. You know, I think that's another one that's you know super scarce that you know is right up there, but you just don't see it. And of no. course, you know Earnhardt you know, his career and the mystique around him and the way this 83 Uno kind of, uh, you know, it was after the 88 Max and stuff that this 83 Uno set was discovered. So, yeah. but I, if, let me see if I, I can't remember, but I know we talked about the 83 Uno in episode 31. So, you know, always go back. Um, to episode 31 about the 83 Uno set, uh, a lot of information there. So, 
Um, but I, you know, I, I like it just because it's one of his first first cards. So me too. I, I don't think you, you can't have enough of that card. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yep. All right. So moving on, I guess our ace of the week, our one of one. This was on the twenty third of April. It's a twenty twenty two Topps Dynasty F one uh, red. Sebastian Vettel triple patch, of course, one of one. Uh, it, it, this is one of the rarer times that the F1 cards go out for bidding. It seems like they're they always have a uh, looking for a best offer with a sky high price, but this one actually went out for bidding. It went uh, for $2,655 with 29 bids. And I think those patches are cool, you can tell they're off his suit. Um, the middle one's got the wing from the Aston Martin logo. Then the Pirelli tires is on the right. Now, I don't know what the patch on the, the part of the left side is. Uh, I, I was looking on his uniform. I couldn't really tell. Uh, I'm sure if somebody out there can find out and let us know in the comments, that would be great. But this car is really cool. Um, you know, it's just, you know, I just like the way the patches look. It's all green with the white and you can tell like i said it's straight off of his uniform his autograph is okay it's not great <laughs> but but if you look at it it's not streaky so this the autograph should grade well it may it may very well get a 10 um but it's a nice card i like that card yeah that is awesome those patches that's the way a 101 should have its patches absolutely I totally agree with you brother yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Cool card. All right, so let's end it up here with our Royal Flush. This was on the 26th of April, <laughs> and it's a 2020 Topps Chrome F1 Max Verstappen Orange PSA 8 with a 10 auto. It's a There's a pop three, apparently, of this card out there, and they say rare, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> They were asking $25,000 for this card. And I am flabbergasted at this price. They accepted a best offer of $20,250. Wow. <laughs> yeah, big five digit right there, buddy. That's some serious money for that card in an eight, PSA eight. That is just amazing. 20 grand. Yeah, man. What I could do with 20 grand with cards with, with NASCAR. I know we say it a lot, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a 2020. It's Max Verstappen. We don't know how many championships he's got going here. No, he may, on, he may blow Lewis out of the water for all we know. Uh, yeah, we'll have to check back in about five years. But, yeah, so this might look like a steal. Steal, but yeah. that, but that, you know, that is incredible. Twenty grand, um, it's it is a pretty card. I think we talked about it before with that dark blue fire suit and the, and the the yellow and and the red for the Red Bull and that orange background pops that autograph there in that that shaded area. Yeah, it's a hey. card. Zoom in on his uh, autograph. I'm gonna look at it real quick. His autograph looks pretty good. It doesn't look that one doesn't look streaky either. 
No, better not with a ten auto. Yeah, so it's a ten auto. So that looks that's a very nice looking the, auto. The corners look good. It must be the back. Yeah, the corners do look good. I mean, I don't know if the surface hit hurt it or I mean, who know who knows where it got dinged because they don't show a back a photo of the back. So yeah, but it's uh, it presents really really nice. It presents like a a ten. It really it does. I mean, that's a beauty. It's a beautiful card. Yeah. So again, congrats to whoever got that one. Uh, that was a lot of money. <laughs> A lot more money than I got to spend on cards these days. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations, whoever got it. That's a beautiful card. Sure is. Uh, so that's it for this week's Kings Court. All right, awesome. All right, let's uh, wrap it up here. Any final words? Uh, yes. You always know what the, my final words are. Top breaking Gibbs, hashtag skid marks, and slab fire. So I'll, I'll hit the slab fire real quick. Slab fire. <laughs> There All right. Slab fire. Hashtag slab fire. Yep. So I uh, did have a giveaway. We're also going to be uh, have another giveaway over the weekend. It will be uh, autographed Danica, who might be one of the 75 greatest drivers. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's for Logan's. That's for Logan's benefit. You've been watching the last few weeks. But I, that'll be on social media. So that'll be going on. And then also the secret five yellow packs. Uh, as well. So if you follow directions for that, but again, also next week, our special segment is going to be on the 1987, 1988 world of outlaws with the Jeff Gordon, with the little pencil mustache and Dave Blaney's in that as well. So uh, we'll do a deep dive on that next week. And then we'll have the race recaps and everything else. And I guess whatever else we get into. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for me and Logan, thanks for watching we appreciate it very much please like share the, the podcast you know share trading cards uh, racing trading cards with with your friends for me and logan we appreciate it very much i hope everybody has a great safe weekend and we will catch you next week all right we're out of here